You're listening to a special podcast produced by UMFM 101.5 in partnership with the Winnipeg Folk Festival. Running Thursday, July 6th through Sunday, July 9th at picturesque Birds Hill Park. Winnipeg Folk Festival is a celebration of people and music that has been one of North America's premier outdoor music festivals for over 40 years. I'm Michael Alves, host of Thank God It's Free Range, and this episode spotlights Witch Prophet. Iolilani has been performing under the name Witch Prophet for several years and three albums. Her most recent album, Gateway Experience, was recently long listed for the Polaris Music Prize. Witch Prophet will be performing at 7 p.m. at Big Blue at night on Friday, July 7th. For the full lineup, a complete list of set times to purchase tickets and for more information on the Winnipeg Folk Festival, visit winnipegfolkfestival.ca. Watching the world go by from a bird's eye view. I do floating just above my body slightly. I floating just There's no telling where I'm going Jumping in and out of timelines Trying to hold on and control it Coming to the Winnipeg Folk Festival this summer, Ayolilani, also known as Witch Prophet, bringing her new album, Gateway Experience, and a couple of fantastic prior records alongside that. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Now, I'm familiar with your work because I've been, I've been following you since Reprogram, like 2017. Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, big fan. Uh, but the purpose of this show is to kind of introduce folks who are going to the festival to some artists they might not necessarily know. So I do want to kind of back things up and and talk about kind of like how you got into music, what kind of led you to the sound that you've got, those kind of questions. So I I guess let's start with kind of like what led you to the the witch prophet persona, let's say, and and the sound that you've kind of established over these last few records. Um, Yeah. So, well, firstly, the name witch prophet was given to me by uh, my friend and amazing musician based in LA uh, by the name of Latasha. I would always give her uh, readings um, 
similar to tarot card readings, but not exactly. Um, and every time I'd give her a reading, she'd always respond with, thanks, witch prophet. Thanks, witch prophet lady. So I was like, man, I really like that witch prophet. It's It feels right. Um, so it started first as um, a song, a loop that I had called witch prophet. And then I was sort of deciding whether or not to uh, make that my album title. Um, and then when I really was thinking about it, it's like, no, that's, it's neither of those. It, it should be my name. I should be going by Witch Prophet instead of Aoleilani. Um, and then when I really decided to like fall into that, um, that was around 2018, 2017, 2018. And, uh, Sun Sun, my wife and, and producer, uh, really craft helped to craft, uh, my sound in terms of, um, the tone of the music. Now, did you two ever have like a conversation about kind of what what you were hoping to achieve sonically or like what sounds you were trying to incorporate or did that just kind of spring up organically in sort of the, the throes of a relationship that you two have? Um, from the first album, The Golden Octave, I think she produced five or six songs on that. I can't remember. And, and then a couple other songs were produced by other people. They were just sort of uh, things that I had um, for a long time, just sitting on songs that I had been sitting on, uh, and wanted to release. And so we just kind of made them. It wasn't really a focused thing of like, this is what I want the sound to sound like. It would just be Sun Sun would be producing beats and I'd walk in the room and be like, I like that one. I'll put that song to it. Um, whereas DNA activation was definitely more focused and, um, more very specific about the sound that I wanted, uh, the instruments that I wanted to be present, um, as well as uh, the new album, Gateway Experience. So with the more kind of conscious efforts, like rather than hearing something Sun Sun was working on and, and being like, I can do something on top of that, with DNA activation, are you like hearing things in your head and saying, hey, here's describing what you want to achieve? Or like, how are you kind of building songs in, in a more concerted or, or like specific way. Yeah. Yeah. It's very similar to that. So sun usually has a bass layer beat going. Um, and I will come in and be like, I want to hear trumpet. I want to hear saxophone. Um, like for so specifically for DNA activation, I heard sax on a few different songs on, um, Tesfai and on, um, Elsabet. And so I brought in Karen Ng who laid some sax down and then she pretty much just freestyled on everything. And so far on Testify, me and Sun Sun sat down and we chopped up her, uh, Karen's saxophone riffs uh, and placed it where we wanted rather than just letting it free flow uh, in the recording. Um, so with that one, it was more specific about like sitting side by side and being like, okay, I like that sound. I like this sound, place that here. I'm not um, patient enough to be a producer like, in the sense of like a beat maker in the sense of like how sun sun is but i do know what sounds i like and 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 um the vibe i want to create so it was very jazzy very um i had given um references of ethiopian music and ethiopian jazz and then as well as uh american jazz and hip-hop and was just like okay let's try to figure out how we can um, make this more personable for me 
mentioned the Ethiopian jazz. Were there particular artists that you heard growing up that you were trying to evoke or, or kind of pull from? Um, I mean, they're not very, not specific artists that I grew up with necessarily, but that I, um, as an older adult, started listening to and became fans of. Um, the whole Ethiopic series online, um, everything there, Mulatu, um, um, the late Miriam, Oh my gosh, I'm my mind is blanking. Um, but uh I forgot her last name. Oh my god, I'm I'm a horrible person. <laughs> and, um, she was known as the uh a nun who uh played piano and was just a amazing classically trained uh pianist. Um, but so her music and and Mulatu's music and um just in general the vibe of Ethiopian music in the 50s and 60s. I was trying to tap into. I don't know if I necessarily got that per se, uh, but yeah, I, I was inspired by that. Is that uh, Miriam Gibro? The yes, there we go. Yes, yeah, yeah, great, great record. And it's our re-release in the last few years, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, and she just they just released um, never uh, never heard before um, tracks on her Bandcamp page. Nice. Um, yeah, there's like. I'm I'm curious because you were talking about kind of chopping up uh, Karen's like sax lines. When it comes to working with an artist and getting them to do something for you, do do you have to like kind of tell them like I'm going to mess with this stuff after you do it? Like, is is there a communication or or like a a bargaining that has to happen, or do they expect that it, they they can't be super precious with what they do for you because it's it's ultimately your work? Um. Well, with with um with Karen on on uh, testify. She gave us a bunch of riffs knowing that Sun Sun wanted to chop them up, as well as laying down um, full um, sort of takes of of melodies. Um, so for Elsabet, we didn't really touch her um, sax layers. It, we just doubled up two different layers and played them. Um, but on Test 5, she, would, like, she knew that we were going to chop it up because Sun Sun was like, I love your stuff. I want to make it in more of like a hip hop way. Am I allowed to sample these? Um, and so, yeah, she was. She knew about that. With um, DNA activation, Tara uh, Kenangara plays trumpet on that. And with that, we didn't so much as uh, sample because, or, or chop up her samples because um, she just freestyled on both songs and it worked so perfectly that we we're like, we, we can't touch this. <laughs> it just fit. So there was no need to... Um, to expand on the sound. So from that collaboration, th there's several more collaborations on Gateway Experience. You've got, I guess, four four different vocalists that you work with uh, on this record. Is that right? Uh, th uh, three. three. So uh, there's Begonia, Zaki Ibrahim, and oh yes, four Dylan Ponders and Sate. Yeah. Right. Was that a? Did you have a conscious effort to bring more voices into this, or was that just kind of? the product of like a specific song calling for a different voice? Like how did that come about? Um, no, I, I, the whole album actually started, the first song we uh, recorded was the dreaming song with Zaki. And that sort of like um, solidified my idea of having more voices um, versus what I did on DNA activation, which was pretty much have no features other than on the deluxe. I had two features on there um, on some remixes, but for this one, I, I wanted to bring, other voices on and just to have the opportunity to work with all everybody who I did I'm, I'm a major fan of everybody so it was uh 
just a way to sort of tap back into community and have have a different sound, uh, a, a growth, I guess, rather than just another version of um, or what people would think is another version of DNA activation if it was just me and Sun Sun. So was Dreaming written first for this record? Uh, yep, Dreaming was written first. And I. it wasn't written in the way of um, this is going to be for the album, but I was in a song camp for my uh, music publisher, uh, High Priestess Publishing. They were doing a song camp in um, the summer of 2021. And I had told Kim that I'm uh, Kim is my publisher. I had told her that I, I've always wanted to work with Junior T and that I've always wanted to work with Zaki. Same with Sun Sun that we both uh, always wanted to work with the both of them. And she uh, put together this uh, song camp where I got the chance to uh, write and record with them. And when we worked on this song, it just fit like it, it sounds like um it sounds like a love song, but what I'm writing about is was more connected to um, my album DNA activation and and what its purpose is than anything that I had written before that. Um, so I was like, okay, this is where we're gonna start from. After it had been recorded and I listened to it, I was like, oh no, this is great. This this needs to be on the album because it connects with what I'm um, saying for the theme. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's one song before it on the record, but that seems almost like, like in a in a movie where there'd be like a overture before the movie starts. The yeah. Loose, it feels like the overture, and then dreaming is kind of like the curtain rising. Yeah, yeah. Sonically, like, did that set the tone then with with your work with you and Sun Sun in terms of figuring out kind of like the rest of the record that like there's like a gauzy kind of your eyes are half closed kind of vibe to it. Did did yeah. that suggest what the rest of the record should sound like? Yeah, I think I think it did because when we first started um talking about creating this album, I was really stuck on the idea of it needing to be like um an afrobeats sort of project, uh, faster paced, something that people could dance to and my whole concern was about like, oh, let's let's get something in the clubs. But when I really got down to it, I was like I'm not a I'm not even a club girl. So like what does it matter? Like what why is that on my mind? Like doesn't matter. Um and then when we when we did dreaming and the first two songs were dreaming and I'm scared. And so those two uh both really set the tone of like, okay, um it's not about it's not about the club, it's not about the outs outside world, it's about the inner world, it's about healing, it's about yourself. So or myself in and more specifically. So yeah, it definitely set the tone of like moving away from that idea of like having to be a, a specific sound that was popular during the time of making this album and really like tapping into what's actually uh, for me. Were you listening to a lot of Afrobeats at the time or something? Like, is that yeah. maybe why you felt kind of compelled to make some Afrobeats? Yeah, for sure. I was and and watching a lot of different videos and being like, oh, I, I like this. I, I like the energy of it. And I and I st I can still like it and like the energy, but it's it does it didn't connect with what I was trying to present. Well, speaking of what you're trying to present, I read the little write up that you wrote on on the album on Bandcamp and talking about kind of you know as a neurodivergent artist who struggles with temporal seizures, you felt like sharing your experiences through music. How did you kind of go about trying to kind of like are are you trying to capture your own feelings and experiences within the individual songs, or are you looking at like kind of the whole record as 
like a liminal space that suggests that for, for other people, for the listener? No, each song is uh, very connected specifically to uh, a symptom or um, an experience I have during a focal seizure. So uh, like deja vu and out-of-body experiences and lucid dreaming and memory loss are all things that happen to me during seizures. Um, and so each song in, in the in the beginning, I was like, okay, each song, it's going to be, the album's going to be, when you listen to it, it's going to be exactly how it starts for me, the seizure. So I start with a lucid dream, uh, being lucid, really lucid in my dreams. Um, and then I'm in real life and sometimes things slow down. So like it feels like slow motion and time gets distorted. And then it goes into an aura which aura, it, when we're talking about seizures, um, is all these experiences that I'm having. So like a rush of fear, ringing in my ears, feeling dizzy. So like the album is supposed to go in um, in steps of what my what my seizures are like, and they only really last about a minute to two minutes most. Um, so I, I was just trying to capture that in a way to be like, how do I do it in a way that allows the listener to be like, oh, this is a nice album and maybe not be so overwhelmed with the information. But at the same time, um, maybe if there's somebody who is going through that, they can hear it and be like, oh, wait, all these things are happening to me. Does that mean I'm also having seizures? Or Because it took a really long time for my doctors to even um, admit that I wasn't overreacting or like, you know, um, making something up it was it's really hard to catch seizures on medical equipment unless you have a tumor or something like that on your brain um or they catch a seizure in the moment of when you're hooked up to an eeg machine so just me explaining like i'm having a lot of deja vu i filled with fear and then i throw up and then i have a headache and then i can't think for a couple days and i have memory loss um but sometimes also I'll be full of love and happiness out of nowhere. Like what, like, is, is that normal or is, is that a mental health thing? Or is that, you know, um, is that seizures and, and it's seizures. <laughs> so that seizures are like, the brain is an amazing, uh, is an amazing thing. And, and the human body and the human soul and brain is, is an amazing thing. And so the whole album is trying to connect uh, the brain and our otherworldly I don't know powers or whatever you might may say or 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 what or talents that we have. Well, first off, I'm sorry you had to go through that with the doctors, but it does sound like in trying to describe things to them, you at least went through the process of like verbalizing that so that it allowed you to then verbalize it within the lyrics of, of the songs and, and capturing mm -hmm. some of that experience. Yeah, for sure, definitely. It, it's and it's still a it's still a journey that I'm going on and going through, but. Um, it definitely helped me um, figure out exactly what was going on because at first I would I I I didn't have the right words and the right terminology and I just kept saying I think I'm time traveling and that's actually where the time traveler song came from um, because I was convinced I was like and I still am I still believe in time travel uh, you know I don't know what it is but I still believe in 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 multiverse or, or in something other than what our daily lives say. 
Um, but Time Traveler, that song was me being like, what if I told you just who I was? I'm a time traveler from another dimension. It was because I was having these feelings of like, I am time traveling. Something's happening. So what I would have is not deja vu. It's actually called deja rev, which means already dreamed. So I would have episodes of things where I'd just be living my everyday life and then something would happen and I would notice that what I'm doing, I've had a, I have a clear memory of dreaming it way before I'm actually doing it. And then as soon as I have that memory of like, oh, wait a second, I've dreamt this before, I would throw up or feel really sick or be filled with fear. <laughs> so going to the doctor and being like, I'm time traveling is not the best thing to do. <laughs> not the smartest thing, not the easiest thing for people to hear, especially if they're like, wait a second, you say your name's witch prophet, you know, it, like it, it doesn't allow people to to hear you. Um, so it took a long time to figure it out. But now that I know, I'm, I'm still, yeah, now that I know, I'm just trying to share what I know uh, in a in a magical way. Did you have any hesitance about kind of writing about these experiences or sharing them, like in the fact that then you would then have to say answer questions in an interview about it? No, um, the only hesitation is is having people judge me in a way of like, oh, she has seizures, so let's not book her for a show, or oh, she has seizures and not recognizing what that could mean. And my thinking might be thinking like it's tonoclonic like that. I'll be shaking on the ground or something. And even if I was, who cares? Like. It shouldn't stop me from being a musician or or an artist or things like that. So the only real concern was like, is this going to stop opportunities from coming to me uh, because people fear things they don't know? Or will this open up a whole new world of people being like, wow, I never knew that and I want to learn more. So an attempt to dissuade some of that fear and, and familiarize people with the experience more so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As far as translating this record onto stage, you know, when it comes to playing Folk Fest, because it's a very expansive record, how do you kind of recapture some of that on stage? Well, for specifically for Folk Fest, I, I will be, I will have a drummer on stage with me as I'll, I'll like, um, the lie there be Hola from the Ubebe Gimme Morris, who's a, uh, an old friend of mine. Um, or it will be uh, Kodai, who is my friend from Japan, who will be flying in, uh, and he's 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 played with us before, but he's he usually flies back and forth because he doesn't live in Canada, um, but he's coming back for the summer until November. Um, so I have the drum kit, and then I also have Sun Sun um, playing the instrumental. I'm still trying to find a sax or trumpet player in Winnipeg to just to get them on stage as well it's 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 expensive to to bring five people from toronto so I'm just trying to find more somebody there and i have i have lists but i don't know um who's available right now um and then of course i use my loop pedal and my um um my uh vocal effects to fill the space with a lot of uh reverb and and um echo and and loops for sure. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing it on stage. Before I let you go, I want to get you to pick a track off of Gateway Experience we can play for listeners. And if you have a reason why you're picking that song or an anecdote about it, I'd love to hear that. Mm, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Begonia, the memory featuring Begonia. Um, that's, I mean, I I have favorites and then I'm like, ah, on to the next song because I've heard this album for so long. <laughs> like we've added in the 
in my back pocket waiting to release it. So I've gone through waves of songs that I love. But right now I'm really in love with the Begonia track, um, Memory. I wrote the song, obviously, about uh, having bouts of memory loss and, and um, brain fog. And when I wrote it, I had a second verse that I didn't really like. So I, I didn't want to put it in the song. And I had had a dream that I was on stage with Begonia at an award show and we were singing Memory. And when I woke up, I was like, yeah, Begonia, because I had been um, obsessing over her Heaven live performance video on YouTube. Um, so that that had been on my mind on replay. And so she entered into my dream. And when I woke up, I was like, oh, yeah, I should ask Begonia um, if she'd be down. I'd never spoken to her before. We just followed each other online. Um, I went on TikTok and she was having a TikTok live. And so I joined it to be like, let's see what's going on here. And as soon as I joined it, she was like, which prophet? I'm such a big fan, which shocked me because I just thought, what? <laughs> you know me. I'm I like you. Like, <laughs> I can't believe that. Um, so I just wrote her and said, hey, I had a dream that we did a song together. Would you be down to jump on my album? And she was like, hell yeah. She sent it within a week. And uh, it was perfect. I told her what it was about and what my album's about. And she completely tapped into it and did a fantastic job. Making dreams a reality. Uh, the track, yeah. Memory, uh, wonderful pick. Thanks very much for taking some time and safe travels and looking forward to seeing you here in Winnipeg at Folk Fest. Thanks. Thanks so much.
I'm Michael Elds, and you've been listening to a special podcast spotlighting Witch Prophet. We'll be performing on Friday, July 7th at 7 p.m. at Big Blue at night at the Winnipeg Folk Festival. To hear more featured artists, visit umfm.com and be sure to visit winnipegfolkfestival.ca to get tickets to this great event running July 6th through 9th at Birds Hill Park.